Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you would like to find the written version of this roundup that has links to all the stories I'm about to share. Let's go to our first piece of the week, Research Program Boosts LGBT Outreach. The All of Us Research Program announced seven new community partners to help with its goal of creating a massive and diverse pool of health data to help researchers better understand the needs of different populations. The grantees include a team at Stanford University, which will focus on enrolling um, sexual and gender minority individuals, as well as establishing an advisory group of adolescent sexual and gender minorities to help steer participation in this project. Other grantees will work on other priority populations, including Black and Latinx individuals who tend to face disparities within the LGBT community as well. I think all of this is um, really positive to see. Um, the All of Us Research Program has already been partnering with Centerlink, and um, we've shared quite a bit of news about that here on the podcast and on the website, including a long-form interview that we did um, several months ago now that you can still find here on the channel. Um, And I think that this is really important, especially as we've seen during the COVID-19 pandemic, that there is a real lack of data on LGBT health, even as much as uh, research has expanded over the past several years, which has been really um, incredible to see. But in terms of large-scale population-wide data, we're still really lacking. Those questions have not been included um, with COVID-19 monitoring. They're not included with things like um, national cancer registries. So we just don't have uh, the large-scale data on LGBT populations that something like the All of Us um, initiative is aiming to do. So if you're interested in learning more, including in participating in this program, because anyone can sign up and participate and contribute to the research and therefore help our understandings about health, you can go to joinallofus.org and learn more. And next up, we have a related story. California bill would improve data. Pink News reported on a California bill that was recently approved by the state Senate that would instruct the state to collect sexual orientation and gender identity data regarding victims of fatal violence. So basically, anytime someone dies from um, from what's considered a violent incident, whether that's homicide, suicide, etc., that is collected on those individuals. But currently, uh, sexual orientation and gender identity are not collected in California and are are not collected. Um, you know, in virtually every every place around the country, this bill would change that. Um, the lead proponent of the bill says that this is really about solving the issue. So we need data to be able to know the scope of the problem, the source of the problem, um, geographic locations, maybe where LGBT folks are more likely to be victims of violence, etc. And and this bill would give the state data that it needs to better address the issue. So definitely an interesting um, development. And as I said, one that relates directly to our, our story at the top of this week's Um, podcast, we find that so much comes down to data collection because if a problem can't be measured, it can't really be addressed. And it's also hard to get funding, hard to get policy change, etc. Our next story looks at LGBT mental health during the pandemic. 
American Journal of Public Health published a study of five major U.S. metropolitan areas, and they found that straight cisgender individuals had lower levels of anxiety, depression, and problematic drinking compared to all others during the first several months of the COVID-19 pandemic. In contrast, LGBT people were more likely to say they had experienced these problems, quote, more than usual, unquote, during the pandemic. The researchers called for additional study and for policymakers to assess what supports can be implemented for LGBT individuals dealing with mental health issues. Next up, rights under threat, op-ed suggests. LA Times published an op-ed explaining how a new law in Texas that allows private citizens to sue anyone who assists in the provision of an abortion after 16 weeks, which is constitutionally protected, could lead to a trend countering other civil liberties. For example, the article explains that a state could create a law allowing citizens to sue anyone who assists with a same-sex marriage, even though entering such a union was deemed a civil right by the Supreme Court. The controversial abortion law has so far been allowed to stand, although, as you may have known if you've been paying attention to the news at all, there are uh, challenges proceeding against it still. Next up, scrutiny follows homophobic attack in Brooklyn. Gay City News reported on the latest in what has been a string of anti-LGBT attacks in Brooklyn. In this case, a pair of individuals attacked customers of a bodega, one of whom was an out gay man and the other of whom a heterosexual man whom the attackers uh, seemed to have assumed was gay as well. The owners of the store where the attack took place are also under scrutiny for refusing to help the victims or call for emergency assistance, instead ordering the victims to leave the store. This caused community leaders to call for more accountability and support from the business community to help address the string of violent attacks that have occurred uh, over the past few months. And in our final story of the week, mental health and support in Kenya. LGBT Health published a story led by an LGBT community center in Western Kenya, which found that LGBT community members who had experienced violence related to their LGBT identity or had experienced intimate partner violence were more likely to have symptoms of depression and post-traumatic stress. Unfortunately, having higher levels of social support was not associated with having more moderate experiences with these mental health conditions. Of course, there's lots of research in different contexts that finds that social support is really key to um, addressing mental health issues. But in this particular study, in this particular context, um, that was found to not be the case. So I think that really points to the need for um, something else to happen, more, more resources, policy changes, social change, etc. When, when having our own social network isn't enough, that means that we need more um, community acceptance and, and more political support. So maybe that's the, the outcome here from, from this interesting study that took place. That concludes another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to check out any of the stories I've just shared for yourself. Have a great week, and I hope you'll tune in next time for another edition of our Roundup.